And so thank you so much for joining us for another exciting podcast. My name is Ramon Ray, and I'm really happy to talk today to Rand. And Rand, I'm going to take a stab at pronouncing your name right. Land Lieb Dutois. How did I do? Perfect. That sounds perfect. Excellent. And Rand, I know you have a new book coming out, Fierce Reinvention, uh, which we'll link to. And you are the CEO of what? How do you? What's the name of your company? Exoscaler, I want to say. Is that right? Exoscaler, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so short for Exponential Scaling. Great. And tell us a little bit about you, Rand, and about your company. Give us a little introduction about you and, and what we're going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. In a nutshell, Rand uh, has gone through a near-death experience. Some of you may have experienced that. Some of you may have family. And that really kind of, as I understand it, Rand, but we can talk more about it in a bit, refocused his life, gave him a different definition as far as business of success. And that's what I want to talk about. But Rand, before we jump into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business? All right, thanks for that. So I'm essentially a serial entrepreneur and former venture capitalist. And I was working for one of the largest uh, research and advisory companies at one point in 2014 and suffered a sudden cardiac death experience, Mm. which was a massive trigger event for me to contemplate what is it that I should be doing with my life. And the result of that was one year later, I left that company, set up Exoscaler with the, the vision and the quest to help people get onto the right track with their lives. Mm. So I hesitate to call myself an executive coach, a leadership coach, a guide, a spirit guide, a mentor. <laughs> it's all of the above. I work with entrepreneurs. I work with large corporates. I work with a whole range of people across the corporate and even non-corporate continuum, but it's all about getting them to connect with their soul purpose on the planet. And once you're connected, boom, you get to do things at a much higher level. So it's all about that exponential scaling and hence the name Exoscaler. I love it. And again, so help us understand then going right to the point about success. Now, many people, I think, kind of all call them, not the bad people, but those who are more uh, 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 carnally based or just speaking about what they can do in the immediacy, we want to make money. I think the, the better of us, if I can say, Rand, and again, you correct me, we want to take care of our family and help people. It, besides that, are you seeing from what you experience and what you're advising people is there more as you define success? And I guess the better question is, tell us now how you're defining success that entrepreneurs and business owners might want to start considering and changing their current viewpoint, including my own. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great question. And I will ask your listeners a question back. Mm. If you were on your deathbed 18 months from now and there was no coming back, that's it. You're on, you're on a one-way ticket out of here. And you ask yourself that deep, meaningful question at that point, Have I done what I wanted to do? Have I done what really meant so much to me in my life? And if you can unequivocally answer, yes, absolutely, then that's what success is. If you haven't, if you've got some niggling doubts, if it's, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm a hustler, I'm an entrepreneur, but all I really wanted to do was to paint or to write books or to travel or or whatever it might be, but I never got to do that. That, That's something I was going to do at some point but that point never came. My message is that point is today. Success is you being on that pathway today. It's not an end point. It's a, it's a journey, essentially. 
So I'm in the conference room with you, Rand. I'm in Australia. You know, I'm an American, so all we think Australians do is watch kangaroos all day. Please forgive me. Um, or maybe you'll tell me that's New Zealand. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm with you in your conference room, Rand. And I'm telling you, Rand, you know what? I wanted to go sailing. I've never been able to do it, but I've always wanted to go sailing. Or I wanted to hike across the U.S. in the Grand Canyon or some other country where you're at, Rand, or anywhere else in the world. I, I'm, I'm relatively successful, I think, but I'm in the hustle, Rand. You know, I pay my bills. I, I got to get a marketing plan. Oops, got to get those Google AdWords. I'm doing a Facebook campaign. Um, my payroll taxes are kind of screwed up. The, the regular yin and yang of, of entrepreneurship and business life, what is Rand now telling me? I'm in his office, and I'm sure it's more than a day, of course, but overall, what journey are you helping me start? What are we doing? I think that the, the, the first thing I would be doing with you is to, to ask you not to start, not to keep going, not to keep hustling, but just mm. to stop. Stop for that one moment, which so many of us really do in life. And mm. if you're lucky, you get to do that just before you die. You, you, know, you get to contemplate things. But for so many people, you're just so in, caught up in the busyness of life mm. that you never really get to stop and ask yourself, what is it that I should be doing? And once you start doing that deep self-inquiry, you can then realize for yourself, what are the goals of consequence that I need to set up? What are those big, hairy goals, those things that scare the hell out of me? And when I tell people about them, they say, there's no way you can do that. There's no way we can help you do that. That's mm. just off the charts. But that's the kind of goal of consequence you should be focused on. And if that's sailing around the world, fantastic. But if it's something bigger than that, then awesome, go and do that. So once you, you stop for a moment, you stop that hustle, and I'm not saying stop it completely by any means. I'm just saying stop for whether it's a micro pause, whether it's going on a, a hike for a couple of days, a retreat, some form of, of stopping and contemplating and then resetting. And once you've got that, that goal of consequence in place, then put in place what I call a fierce operating plan. And mm. that's going all the way from that goal of consequence through to what you're going to do this year, what you're going to do this quarter, what are you going to do right now for the next 90 minutes that's going to help you achieve that goal? Got it. And then now, do you find, Rand, in working with your clients, people you work with, um, that I'm hearing two things, that those who might not be willing to stop and think and those who are not willing to possibly even put a plan together are probably not really ready to move forward. Those are my words, not yours, but I'm just extrapolating what I'm guessing that I'm hearing, but I could be wrong. What do you say about that? Yeah, that, that's, that's very true. I mean, for a lot of people, we just want to keep hustling. We just want to keep moving. And the thing that confronts us the most is when we stop and we actually take a, a long, hard look at what we are doing, is that what we should be doing? We get so corralled into what society wants us to do, what our peers want us to do, that we might not be that comfortable with that moment of pause. Right. So finding what is the trigger that's going to help you go, aha, I need to stop, I need to think about this. That is ultimately one of the hardest things to do. And it all comes down to fear. Mm. What are you so afraid of stopping and thinking about? What's going to emerge for you? And that's the real challenge as well, is in terms of once you understand that fear doesn't control you right. and you're able to, to live with it, to get in there and manage it. And that's a lot of the process that I work with my clients through is getting to love their fear and harness it and turn that into energy. Wow, I like that, getting to love their fear. So Rand, let me push a bit more on this then. So 
practically, you have the accountant in a room. She has a nice thriving practice. Maybe she's making a million a year, maybe half a million a year. She has a nice book of, park, of, of uh, staff, you know, a few staff in a small office. Practically, Rand, are you telling her, right now, Mary, run, get away, fly away, get on the flight for three days? And she says, realistically, I think, I can't. Or, or I get the plan. We'll get to the plan in a minute. But how, I guess my, my better question, Rand, is how does she start then? She stops. She talks to you for a bit. Or, or people can do it with themselves, I'm sure. But the point is, how do you balance the practical aspect of Rand? I have a business to run versus stop, let's think, and how do we reset? How do you balance those two? Because I have to run my business. Yeah, good question. So to me, I think you, you kind of almost segued there when you used the word practical. Let's rework that word into practice. So it's all about changing your life, reinventing your life is a form of practice. It's like meditation. It's not something you be, you're going to become a master in overnight. It takes many, many years or it could take weeks or months. It depends on, on you and, and your, um, I suppose, the impetus you want to have around that reinvention. So it's all about taking that first step. And that's one of the main reasons why I've, done the, I've written the book Fierce Reinvention because to me I want to help as many people as I can but I want you to help yourselves as well. And I can only work with a, with a certain number of people at any given time. So I wanted to help people really start that journey for themselves, start building that practice. It might be a case of you pick up the book, you read it on a, on a flight over to, to Australia. Or to, uh, <laughs> I like that. Or else in the world. You know, from, from San Francisco to Sydney's 14 hours. That's, right. a, that's a good stretch of time to do some contemplation. You could do it on the bus, on the train, in, in, the, in the back of an Uber cab or whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that you, that you have to, to spend five days away on a retreat in right. the desert or something to, to get the stuff going. Although those are, are sort of big catalysts. Those are things that help you really progress your practice. But you can start with just five minutes a day, similar to... And I must say, Rand, it does help. When I go away to my annual church convention where I help them for some period of time, it's refreshment. When I take, you know, I, as you might do, I take flights on occasion, some quite long. I'll be taking a 14-hour flight in a few, uh, in a few uh, weeks here. But when I do that, I must say, I'm usually scribbling a piece of paper down, or, or I feel refreshed in, in how small or big a way it is. So this aspect of stop. As you said, I think it, it is good, and I'm sure when we flip through the book or, or, or otherwise, we'll, we'll get help on this. So, Rand, I stopped. I thought about it, and again, I'm really compressing the great work I'm sure you're doing. But now for the plan. Let's talk about what we'll find in the book, what you talk about. Again, in, in just the next few minutes we have, help us understand what am I planning. I stopped now. I've thought about it. I know, I know I want to change my life and change my business. What's this plan you're talking about? How does that work? So. So the plan's very much, uh, I call it more of an operating system, so it it's encompasses all aspects of your life, your business, your personal life, your family, your finances, etc. So you build out a, an operating system, which, as I said, starts with your very high-level goals of consequence, and then starts mapping that down into, right down to, on a daily basis, what you're going to be doing over mm. the period of time. And you then start mapping out and checking in on yourself being accountable to yourself or to your coach or your guide or, or to a friend, am I on track? If you're not on track, how can I recalibrate so I do get back on track? So to me, it, it's all about you have that contemplative moment, you're on your, your church camp once a year or whatever, and you come back, and then what do you do with that? This is about harnessing that moment, that, that desire to, to reinvent and to change your life for the better. 
and then doing something about it and, and helping yourself get to those points where you feel like you are back on track. So we, we use things like a, a growth algorithm. Very, very simple. Growth is all about adding fuel and removing friction. Mm. Adding fuel and removing friction. What are the fuels that you need to have in your life that are going to help you get that impetus back? What are the things that are the frictions? What are, what's holding you back? What are those things that are really holding you back? It could be uh, your, the culture of the, the work environment you're in. It could be the fact that you're sitting there, CEO of your startup, that's growing like wildfire. But you know what? You're unhappy. You've lost the ability to sing in the shower. What you really should be doing is coding again, for example, mm. or being the marketing guy. But you're stuck in board meetings and meeting with pesky venture capitalists. I can say that having been one. <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's, it's all about getting you on track. And then, so that's, I suppose, the second part of the book. Self-inquiry, first part. Second part is getting that operating system in place. And the mm. third part is looking for what are those things that you really excel at? What are your superpowers? And how can you harness those? How can you tap into those? So it could be things like resiliency. It could be getting your happiness back in, in line. It could be getting contagion right for you, which is mm -hmm. all about getting your word out there as much as possible, as I'm sure you, your, your listeners would be aware. Sure, and, and 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 this aspect about get, working on your strengths, I think, is so important. I was uh, at a big event last year, hearing Malcolm Gladwell speak, and he talked about that importance of, of not that you ignore your weaknesses, which is another topic, but just focus on what you do best. I know sometimes, Rand, in my own case, I get caught up that I talk too fast, that I'm not good in math, that I'm not strategic. Sometimes I've come to tears. I, I I feel now welling up. It's a very sensitive topic for me. Not sensitive like you couldn't tell something, but it just it annoys me. But I realize I, I I'm learning to focus more on my strengths. So Malcolm. Gladwell's not one, and then um, there was uh, Steve Harvey, the, the American and global uh, comedian and, and host of shows. One of his recent books talks just about all of us have strengths, so I, I echo you know, to focus on what we're doing. Um, Rand, can you give us a, a shout-out for, for a few ways or one way that you want people to contact with you? We'll have this in the article we'll write up and all this, but it's always good for our, our interviewees. You know, uh, re feel free to restate your name and your company and, and tell us how the best way to reach you. And definitely check out his book, um, Fierce Reinvention. But uh, Rand, the floor is yours, so please share with us how we can touch base with you. Thanks very much. So my name again, Rand Liebdutois from Exoscaler. I have a very widely read blog called MetaRand, and that's at metarand.com. So you can contact me through, uh, just do a Google search. My name will come up. Otherwise, rand at exoscaler.com. Please go and read the, the stuff on the blog. There's a lot of information there. FierceReinvention.com is the website for the book. It's being sold through Amazon and other leading online platforms. And if you just want to have a, a small bite of reinvention, we're doing a 30 days of reinvention video series. It's about two to three minutes per video per day. October is very much reinvention month. So go and check it out. And hopefully that'll give you a, enough of an enticement to start that reinvention change practice for yourselves. Awesome. Rand, I really appreciate that. And ladies and gentlemen, again, this is Ramon Ray uh, uh, featuring the Smart Hustle story and advice on small business trends.